0: Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh Podcast. Ned, Ned and Josh Podcast. Ned. Ned and Josh Podcast. Canberra region workers, compensation specialists, Malagana's, Edwards Johnson. Uh, I had you guys over at my apartment last night for a bit of a movie, a movie mm-hmm. screening. Yeah. Um, I also put on my customary uh, catering. The, if you're a fan of this show, you've listened for a while, you will know I enjoy entertaining for the, the spread that I can put on. <laughs> Awful you want to take to, that? Or? Yeah, that, that really hit the ears in an awful way. <laughs> in an but, upsetting fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, Shakut-wise... Stock standard. Yeah, charcuterie wasn't... It um, wasn't like above and beyond, but it was also great. But it's also, you've set the standard too high. You've set the bar too high. So now when I see a run-of-the-mill charcuterie, I'm like, wow. The charcuterie was there because it's always there. Yeah, of course. Producer Michael's nailed that. Um, And let me just say quickly, uh, it was almost not. So I'm glad everybody enjoyed it because it was nearly not there. Mm. Um, I don't remember saying I enjoyed it. (laughs) I think you said it was good. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah, I think, I just, think want- just being contrarian for the sake of it. It's very absurd. I just wanted to see how t- how touchy of a subject it was, and clearly it's on the surface. It's, on the- it's there. Okay, but I'm this is about not what you want to talk about. No, uh, there was a new addition to the oh. catered options last night. Um, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. Well, I do. Because you want to shut the hell up about it. Yeah, And, and because you uttered the phrase, does anyone want any yeah. Asian food? Yeah. yeah, I did. And the reason I did is because I bought a 3 steamer yeah. that i now use for everything <laughs> dim sims dumplings both yep. came out yep. last night so mm-hmm. the steamed variety oh mate i am in steamed heaven i love steaming things <gasps> yeah. uh, did you, how what do we all think of the steamed options well i enjoyed the dim sim yeah and i also enjoyed the dumplings yeah, so yeah good. i thought in terms of food choices they were very nice and I michael them. as a whole W- went in for the dumplings and the dim sims more than anyone. Like, you're the only person I saw put soy sauce on a plate. Well, yes, because I also felt like he, w- Josh was making it for, like, yeah. just for me yeah. in, in a, little in bit, a way. Little Did bit. You were the think, most enthusiastic. Have you ever seen something brought out more as a prop than that soy sauce? It was like, it might as well, I might. Josh might as well have been like, it's like when a dealer opens up a new uh, deck of cards, he mm. might as well cracked it in front of me. I'm like, I know you're not using this on anything other than these dim sims and dumplings. <laughs> I know this has probably been opened this afternoon. Yeah, no, the, yeah. the soy sauce is a new edition to the <laughs> house. There's no doubt about that. It looked like an <laughs> ornamental prop that the Josh thought It was like, oh, well, I honestly thought, what is that? Just, oh, it's soy sauce. It's good soy sauce. Yeah, yeah. The soy sauce and the steamer were purchased almost at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I would have thought <laughs> it <so>. um, <laughs> They come as a one for two deal. I've discovered something, I think. I think a dim sim. hmm your, sort of your marathon stock standard dim sim is the perfect winter warmer. I wouldn't disagree with that. Those dim sims last night, whilst being fine, were warm. Okay. I mean, I think. I mean, actually, you know, on. What? do you know how to use a steamer? Because now that I'm thinking about it, do you actually know, like, did you read the yeah, instructions yeah, 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 on yeah, the stuff? Yeah, yeah. Because you brought them out and put them on a plate. And you know, like, when a dim sim's good, Michael, mm. the skin around it's not like. It's like a little loose. It's like yeah. yeah, it's you enjoy it. You brought them out and put them on a cold plate and I ate one like 3 minutes after I had it mm. and it was taut. Mm. It's like you'd put it in a like you'd put the stuffing of a dim sim in a balloon, no, and just let it shrink. I think what happened is you didn't eat it in time. I, I ate not, it within three minutes of dim sim is not a thing that's meant to sit there for very long. I don't I think ate it unless it's in it a s- steamed environment. I you're not even looking remotely convinced that a dim sim is a great winter warmer, Michael. I think it's look it's a decent hot food, but it is it is it the quintessential a, winter warmer? No, I think it's a perfect winter warmer. I, I think also it, think, I think it should replace soup. I th- well, that's insane. Wow. Yeah, that's I not, think, not. I honestly yeah. think that that's deranged. First thing in the morning should be acceptable to have a dim sim, a steamed dim well, sim. I if you're cold yeah. on the way to work, you should be able to whack a steamed dim sim if down the If What gal. you are suggesting is a mm. perfect breakfast food <laughs> yeah. and half of them are deep fried. No, I no. would say that you don't have a strong case. Steamed. I don't think the deep I think the uh, deep fried dim, steam dim, it it has steamed. to be steamed. I think steamed is what makes it a breakfast food. I think if you deep ah! if you deep fry it, then That's you're looking so at a, you're looking at a lunch option. <laughs> This is this, this is, is truly the deranged yeah. behavior. This is no, truly yeah. the man who spent thousands of dollars in a servo. I am going to do more work on this because I believe that a steamed dim sim should should be able to be classed as a breakfast food and is a perfect winter warmer. So you want your what your it ideal fits beautifully is? Beautifully in the pour. You, you just want have little, you have your little clampers on and you can just mm, 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 beautiful beautiful those, those little buffet things where you like open the tray yes. and you get like hash browns yes. mm-hmm. and chipolatas and baked beans. Did you say sims. you want one of them to be dim sims. <laughs> That yep. is nutty <laughs> That is not That's, that's not reasonable thinking n- yeah. not You've not correct. come to the table With a single you know line. Penicillin probably was a bit weird When people first suggested it Yeah And, this we, is like, and you then know, it started Curing wi- people <laughs> of stuff Wi-Fi was yeah. a weird thing Yeah but it wasn't Cabbage and meat Boiled together <laughs> Breakfast food <laughs> Winter warmer. The perfect winter warmer. I don't, I don't. I'm going to prove this, theory. How? By eating a whole lot of Dim Sim's. <laughs> Do you want me to become a Dim Sim eventually? <laughs> Ned, Gungarland is where my apartment is located, and it was the site of some deception last night. Needless deception, I'll go as far as to say. You were deceived. Uh, we were. All, we, you and I were both deceived. I, did I miss this? I think you have. Because I was there last night and I don't remember being deceived. We have a friend uh, who shall go nameless and is not producer Michael, oh, okay. um, who last night was at my house watching uh, the original Batman movie. Yeah. So the 1989 Batman. Now, this was news to me, but like Michael Keaton's in The Flash, that brand new uh, Flash movie that's out playing Batman he's, he's integral to the movie 71 years old that's something that's important to know when you go and see the Flash because he looks awesome in the Batsuit still and he's 71 I think you that 71 is the age where you start saying I'm 71 years young yeah and then everyone around you is like Ugh. But if you're in the batsuit, rocking yeah. it like Michael Keaton, He it. is yeah, seventy-one yeah. years old. My young. God, <laughs> looks amazing! <laughs> it looks um, fantastic. I think any time he moved, it was computer generated. Yes, but him just yeah. standing there looked great. He looks. He has a fantastic chin still. It's still. Yeah. Uh But uh, look, so in order to understand the context, one of our younger friends, we got a friend who's a bit younger than us, said, "I'm gonna need to watch the '89 Batman movie. I've never watched it. So when he was a little boy, Christian Bale was Batman. Yep." So, he never had to see the older ones because he had the best Batman movies of all time. You wouldn't go back. Why would you? As his childhood Batman movies. So, screw him. Mm. But also, we got to sit down as a group and show him the majesty that was... 89 Batman. So J- the Joker dancing to Prince yep. because Warner Brothers had already done a deal and they needed to put Prince songs in the movie. They, By the way, has there ever been better product placement than those Prince songs? They make them work in the context of the movie. Exactly right. They seem like the most out-of-place songs. But they kind of work. Yeah. I I will never pass up an opportunity to watch 89 Batman. It's so much fun. It's great. I thought about it last night. I was like, it never never has a Batman movie felt like... Or never have Batman and Robin fighting felt like just two dudes beefing. Yeah. Like, they're fighting over a girl. They're just, like, having fights. Never have they just felt like two regular dudes in suits who have got, like, beef between them. And no one, no one seemingly would pass up the opportunity because we had a full house last night in my apartment. Max capacity. I had to sit behind the couch, in fact. Mm. It was like I had to sit in a chair behind the couch so everyone would fit, um, which led me to witness the deception. This young friend that we're all here gathering to see this Batman movie for, uh, recently was on a sports bet group with us, um, Mm. where we were all placing bets together in that new sports bet thing where you can like be a group. You all put in a bit of money and you all share the wins. Yeah, what are they called? Like a Um, mates bet with mates or something like like that. Syndicate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, But it's called bets bets with mates. We called it Slappy Gilmore, and it was the the shining product of my sports bet account. He withdrew from it like a month ago. Without warning, by the way, just withdrew from it. He was like, well, I think he sent a message going, hey, I'm out. I'll take my money. I'm gone. Because I was sitting behind him on the couch last night, I wasn't looking because it's very rude to look over someone's shoulder at their phone. But when I see that sports bet logo, my eyes go, oh, what's going on over there? Hello. Oh, hello. Which is probably something I need to address. Um, The blue, yellow and white. But I did see the blue, yellow, and white pop up on his phone. Mm. And I remember the excuse for leaving our little group being that he was, you know, done. He was just checking out out. for a while. I think he wasn't happy with our decisions. (laughs) Me too. I think he wanted out from being associated with us. I didn't even see the sports bet last night, but I... I already thought that you thought he was like you guys don't know enough about sport. Well, because it you was, make bad bets. Yeah, it was an initial like fifteen dollar buy into the syndicate, and then we were all gonna like agree on a bet, put it on, see what happens, and we were winning maybe five, ten, fifteen dollars, maybe even a thirty every now and again, and then. Uh, unnamed third party all of a sudden once, didn't even consult us, and then, like, put on something on the ELP, like the English Premier League or whatever, or the EPL, and won, like, $300. He became, like, the boss of the whole thing. <laughs> and then there was an the enormous power vacuum of, like, well, who's in charge? Because, like, it wasn't your idea to start the betting account, no. but now you also contributed $300 to it. Yeah, it's so a problem. It's a problem. When he cashed out, I couldn't believe that we even got some of the money. Um... I've been hurt. But I am hurt. <laughs> and yeah. I've just realised in this explanation the reason I'm hurt is he was making us a ton of money, yes, and I want him back in on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I've been cleaning my apartment because the future's not here to the point where we have like a Jetson-style Rosie robot that can just clean my apartment for me, which is disappointing. Um, weird, too, that I've gone for that reference given that I'm 32, not 62. But yeah. the, the other side of this coin, Ned, would be that I've discovered that I have a huge problem now. Uh, because of something that's new in my life. Okay, you said it was responsible, uh, like Jeff Bezos was responsible, so I'm guessing it's an Amazon product. Jeff Bezos is 100% responsible because <laughs> okay. Amazon launched in Australia a few years ago um, in terms of having a local warehouse, and it didn't take weeks to get products. It took- yeah, it hours like you can get next day delivery if you're an amazon prime member you told me about it the other day i was like i'm not going to be able to get this stuff in time and you're like well if you do it on amazon you will and it was here the next morning it was crazy it's crazy isn't it and uh, that's that's saturdays and sundays and public holidays as well now this sounds like an ad for amazon but this is where i pulled the handbrake on that concept it's the worst (laughs) why because it's the best. Yeah, I figured that that was going to be the reasoning. I when I can't find something now, as has happened a few times while I've been cleaning my apartment, I just stop look. I actually look for about ten minutes and then sit on the couch and open my Amazon app mm. and just find out how much it costs to get on Amazon. And if it's a, like a battery or like a cord or something I'm missing for something, it's, it's an extra accessory. I just it's like nine bucks, and <laughs> they deliver it the next day, so I just stop looking. I'm going to eventually find. A mountain of crap that I've just stopped looking for because I bought it on Amazon. All the deliveries to your desk at work make a lot more sense yep. now. That you're just replacing stuff that you can't find. They're knickknacks. It also sounds like you're slowly starting your own J-car as yes, well. Where you're yes. just like, I have 50 of the same thing. I might as well start selling it. I'm pretty sure that's how J-car started. I want to know if there's some kind of really messed up system where maybe I just, once I eventually find the old cord. Yeah. I just put it in the box the new cord came in and send it back. Oh, look, sorry, I ordered the wrong cord. I certainly would. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could do it Because I'm not even Trying to look anymore Yeah you're just going It's not in my vicinity I'll just order another one This is how we end up With so much crap in landfill Yes People like me Doing stuff like this and As that's long as you keep it In your apartment It should be fine Well the- <laughs> As long as it never hits landfill, then it should not be a problem. Yeah, but I live, I live in a multi-storey apartment building, so eventually the weight of just my apartment will sag, yeah. the foundations and the building will collapse. Yeah. So Having a tip on level 20 yeah. I don't think is a good no, idea. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's just not going to work. So this is a cautionary tale because if we all start doing, I'm the problem, but if we all start doing this, we'll all collectively be the problem. Of course. We'll look like Wally's world. Oh, my God. Yes, not, that's exactly... Yeah, not for, sorry, hang on, wait. Not from vacation, from Wally. Yeah. Where all the fat <laughs> yeah, people are in yeah. the in the little... Exactly. Yep. Not Wally's world. I uh, think we both need a holiday at this point. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, there's one coming up on oh, Friday. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ned. Yes. You seen the new thing they're talking about doing a bit of a ban on junk food advertising? No. Okay, right. So what, like... Childhood, o- childhood obesity, all that sort of stuff. But like fast food a- ads, yep. or mm-hmm. okay, right, all right. Yep lollies too, I think, that kind of stuff. Things that are just very high in either saturated fat or sugar, I believe, are what they're talking about. I'll be um, honest, I don't watch a lot of free-to-air TV, certainly a lot less than I used to. Um, I don't know, like, I haven't, I can't remember the last lolly ad I saw. Yeah. I remember they're like, don't count the, daddy, the dinosaur in half, daddy, but that was like 15 years ago mm. at this point, so I really could not name you a lolly ad the since then. The way you quoted that ad, then, yeah. that sounded almost like you were recounting a childhood memory. Yeah, Like yeah, a yeah. traumatic yeah, one. Yeah, Don't yeah. count the dinosaur daddy! Yeah, yeah which is, uh, that is <laughs> No, I remember the quote, it. The quote was, "Don't chop the dinosaur, dad. Yeah, she was mad yeah, at her yeah, dad. She was no, and yeah. she was sassy. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like i I'm scared. She wants the dinosaur. Don't cut me. That's what it sounded like when you were recounting. She it. wasn't pleading for the dinosaur's life. No. She was just like, "I want the whole dinosaur, Dad." Um, so, looking at this, the thing that they're talking about now is free to air advertising. Obviously, is only one piece of the puzzle, and the major thing they're wanting to go after is social media advertising. Oh, now this makes sense to me in the way that we. The there probably should be some just laws in general having a bit more of a look into social media advertising because there are so many when it comes to every other form of media but the social media one is where we get into the weeds of time specific demographic specific well it's not bl- it's not like a blanket thing yeah exactly right they know you better than probably you know yourself and so they can go into the deep recesses of their logs and their journals or whatever and go uh, Josh really wants a uh, uh, this kind kind of exact kind of pen right now. Not, Not that you would even know it. I, uh, I, I mean, I I have been marketed to for pens, but I've but you I do ha- talk about the Bic Atlantis I a lot. I do like my Bic Atlantis <laughs> pen, but I have more specifically, absolutely. Bought food based off a well-timed Instagram ad. Really? Yeah, one hundred percent. I have. Do you remember what food? It was McDonald's. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Was it the introduction of a new item, or no, you just saw it? It was You're just like, a quarter pounder. That's right. It was just a quarter pounder. <laughs> they so they had it. The onions just looked like they were ready to. Like ah, oh, if yeah. they get you right at the right time, at the right level of hunger, at the right moment in your consciousness, they got you. Yep. I agree. I 100 percent agree. I I like to tell myself that it's like I don't, <laughs> advertising doesn't work. Like if I see a, a photo of a Whopper, I'm not going to go out and get one. And then somehow, like miraculously, within the week, I will be eating a Whopper. Going, God, this is good. And how did this happen? How did this happen to me? I was like, so, and I was like so smug about it as mm. well. I'm like <laughs> I won't get fooled. And so, here I am. <laughs> it's when people say things like, um, I've got a vision board, mm. or you know, it's all the secret. Yeah, and I don't look. I don't get into that stuff. Fair enough. But at the end of the day. Yeah, you have the whopper in your hand. After seeing just a picture of it at yeah. some point, you eventually have it in your hand. If people started calling it the whopper effect, I'd be yeah, more on board. Yeah. What, a, what a whopper of a controversy this is. <laughs> Josh, Um, I have made a pretty disappointing discovery, I'll be honest. Um, last night of all places and all times to discover it, uh, I, when I go overseas, like to start a book because I like to take a book overseas. A- um, if I something happens to me, I've got like a book in my suitcase and luggage, so someone thinks I'm like quite smart. smart. Yeah. Um, but B, it's like if everything fall fails around me, um, like my phone and my switch or laptop or iPad or whatever I've got around me, I can always trust the paper, like words on a paper. I can always read that, and it's interesting enough. Um, I've started reading a book that Dad got me. It's like a Hunter S. Thompson book, uh, but like an interview, whatever book. Um. I've gone about, I'd say, a quarter of the way through, which has taken me like a, it's taken me the first half of the year to get that far Mm -hmm, through. mm -hmm. And I've like started reading it and I, um, I've come to, I guess, the discovery or question or just philosophical point of I don't know if it's good or not. Like I don't know if I don't know if the book I'm reading is good or not, and then that it brought me to an even larger question where I'm like, I don't know what a good book is. Mm. Like I know what a good movie is. I've watched more movies than I've had hot meals. So like I can sit down for a movie, and probably after about half an hour, I'm like, okay, great, I can see where this is going. And you're not confused. It's having me yeah. like maybe some twists, some turns, some great character developments, some yeah. plot, some great acting. Great with a book I'm, I'm just reading so like how good it is is sort of dictated by how creative I am yeah, or wow. how good my brain works but then also sometimes not really because if you're not putting good pa- like words on the page how am I meant to like create a, a mental landscape I realized I I think I'm too dumb to understand if a book's good or not Yep I read I agree Harry Potter I read the first 3 I think and then maybe I think I read the fourth one What's the fourth one The Order of the Phoenix I believe it's Goblet of Fire. The Goblet of Fire. Then (laughs) I definitely read that one. Um, Other than that, probably like in my life I've read five or six other books. That brings us to a total of around nine books in my life. Can I get a bit – because I get what you're saying. I get that you're saying that, you know, you understand a good TV show, you understand a good movie, you don't understand a good book. What makes it – like I don't know when it becomes a good book. Because every book I've finished, at the end of it, I go, "Great, that book is done now." And would I would have been an extensive entitlement that I've finished it. Would the litmus be acceptable to just say, like, did you enjoy the book? Yeah, did but I you don't know. personally enjoy the book, or do you need the the validation yeah. of society at large saying yeah. it's a good book for you to know it's a good? Like, couldn't you just say, "I enjoyed that yeah. book," so to me, it's a good book. No, hundred percent. But I'm going like. Did I enjoy it? No, oh, no. Because I like just read something for five months, so I don't even remember what kind of state of mind I was in when I started this book. I never watched a movie. I never sat down for Back to the Future. And went, you know what? Paused it. Went, I'll finish this in four weeks, and then left, and then came back. Yeah. I don't. This is what I mean. I have such a like a, I have such a self like a bit of pride in myself that I finished a book. But I don't know if the book was good. Did I enjoy the book? Should I I? tell other people about this book? Yeah. Do I I recommend this book or would people think I'm recommending some crazy thing, like I'm a child or whatever? You need Oprah's Book Club. I do. you you do. do. And then you need need Oprah telling me what to read and then only pick books off (laughs) off the Oprah's Book Club list. (laughs) Josh, um, you would imagine saving someone's life would come with uh, uh, an an unsurmountable amount of gratitude. (laughs) I like tried to do about four different words there, and I was hang like, on. Yeah, "Hang on, yeah. hang on." You no, know no, what? No, I've decided no, something. I've actually just no, decided something. No, please don't something. let me start. I don't no, your pink. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> Jeez. Twelve minutes past eight for your Monday morning. Hit one hundred four point seven. You got Ned and Josh coming up very soon. Your chance to win one thousand dollars with Alpha Bucks thanks to the Queen Bee and Rose Club. Ned, Josh. <laughs> Uh, just because I would rather have most of my toenails pulled off than listen to Pink again, uh, I really would like to get this correct. I saved someone's life last night, and you would think that that would come with a healthy amount of gratitude. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Turns out, no, though. Okay. You know what You know what? actually was one of the things that, as a child, I didn't get upset by much. Mm. That's not true. I, that's your major crying years is when you're a child. But Good things, crying years. things didn't irk me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, things I upset get it. me, but things didn't irk you me. You weren't easily irked. But I tell you what did irk me more: like a, an irrational amount of irking that happened when I was a kid over usage of the word irk. No, oh, yeah. that never irked me. I loved <laughs> <Just> using <laughs> the word irk as a matter of, and it would never irk me. But what did irk me was that dude who jumped off the building in Incredibles, and Mr. Incredible saved him, and then he sued Mr. Incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I want to to. Mm-hmm. End that man. Yeah. I, that used to make me so mad. Where he's like, I never asked to be saved. What the hell is this guy doing? He broke my back jumping through that window. It's a very, very dark part of Pixar yeah. storytelling, that, that whole interaction. Exactly right. And then the whole thing beforehand, like he gets mm. sued by the trains. I love The Incredibles. Anyway, that happened to me last night when I saved someone's life and then I was met with essentially like, <laughs> sure. what, what? Cool. I cannot believe that this has happened to you. Yeah. Well, you are about to believe it when I tell you who it was. Who? <laughs> oh. Lenny, my dog. Little bait and switch. Yeah, little bait and switch there. No, no, no. Lenny, my dog. Stick with me. I um, have been giving him these new treats that he essentially has. Like he goes borderline rabbit over. Okay. Like, if he was foaming at the mouth, I would legitimately take him to the vet. But because he's not foaming, it's just these actions are so deranged over this snack that I get concerned about him. Huh. It's chicken skins. It's like dried chicken skins that you can give him. He munches on them. As a guy who loves a bit of chicken skin off rotisserie, I can very much understand why he's getting so obsessed with these. You say to him, I get it, buddy. I get it why you're loving these. I gave him one of these chicken skins last night and then I went into my room um, and what he does essentially is takes bites out of the chicken skin and tries to swallow them whole. And they're dry. It's like beef jerky. So he's taking bites out of it and then just going, I love this so much. I need more. another bite of it. Let me swallow it. So I'm in my bedroom and all of a sudden I hear... <laughs> Like <laughs> there is not a shadow of my doubt uh, in my a shadow of a doubt in my mind that my dog is dying. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. He has swallowed a whole piece of chicken skin. Oh <laughs> Christ! And I was like, I don't. I know how to do the Heimlich maneuver on a human, but where is like a stomach on a dog? Yeah, it's a good question. Like, is it down? Like right down yeah, low? Yeah. Is it up high? Is it in their rib cage? I think is it's in his, their head. Well, I figured it probably wasn't. How dumb you're standing yeah. right now? You pro- I just thought maybe I throw that out there as well. Got underneath him, like I was going to pick him up by the back legs, and I just. Started giving him like the heimlich. I literally started going like that, like pulling it on him, and he did. He went like he coughed it up, and he it didn't come out of his mouth. He just he just went. Oh god! Cheated, and then he was fine again. He was, yeah. Then he ate it. Yeah. Then he turned around and looked at me like. What's your problem, yeah, dude? Like, you, you, actually, you want to fight me? Like, if you want to fight, let's stop like dancing around it. Let's stop being like fun, and let's have a let's ooh, do like, it. let's, let's fight. fight. Let's have a cuddle in the morning, and you give me us sta- that. No, let's fight. Let's go out downstairs. You get in your undies, and we'll have a fight like Tarzan and that leopard. Wildly ungrateful. Yeah, wildly ungrateful. I saved from his Lenny. life, and he was immediately like, "Get off me!" You can't even comprehend it though. Like, he doesn't know what you're I doing. Know. Yeah. To him, I just got over him and started like yanking him while he was He's enjoying like, a snack. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm I. Sure I had it. I had it. What is the hell your problem? To himself, yeah. He goes, I haven't died yet. Do you think he has any concept of death? He probably, there's like, no, obviously not. No, no, that's us. We get that. Yeah. We get the concept of death. It's like an exclusive for human beings. I think that dogs become aware of death as they're dying. Three seconds yep. before they mm-hmm. die. They're like, this isn't good. Oh, no. <laughs> this doesn't feel like this ends well for me. This chicken skin has stopped me from breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how quick it is with a dog. <laughs> it's just, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then it's not. And then... That. <laughs> what does this, this, fen- this metal fence taste like? <laughs> Dead. <laughs> so it was an electric fence. Do you want to try and dovetail now to the part so. where we ask for I people to call so. us yeah. and tell us when if you saved this your was dog's meant life. to be yeah, a when, it, when have you saved your dog's exactly. life? Exactly, I know. If you, if you saved now your dog's it's become life. about what, what does a dog see right before it goes yeah. goes through the void from life to death? What's well, going through the tunnel for a dog? Which, in my mind, is the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get that nice and loud okay, so we yep. can... Yep. <laughs> I sometimes think you know what noise a, that is. No, let me finish. Sorry. I sometimes think it's a bad thing having Michael down here because yeah. he laughs at you when you shouldn't be laughed no, at, and it allows things like this yeah. to happen. Quite you essentially are essentially playing the role of every school teacher I've ever yep. had, and Michael is playing the role of all of the other classmates, Michael and I am playing the role of me. Easily distracted. <laughs> he is easily distracted. <laughs> Josh, you, me, and producer Michael are going to Japan on Friday. And I'm so excited. I really, really cannot express how excited I am. No, I, I can. I'm mucho excited. I am also mucho excited. I'm going, we've, I've never been to Japan. I'm so excited. Seems like it's going to be such a culture shock, which I'm also so excited for. Just essentially be completely out of my comfort zone in a place where I feel very safe, very excited to explore. It's going to be great. Um, another thing that's going on in my life is that I'm not eating healthy at all. Mm. I really need to lock it, in, lock it down and figure it out. Stop acting like an 18 year old. Essentially, I heard it in a podcast the other day, and I really I enjoy it. There's a point in your life where you know you start eating for energy. Mm. Not eating for taste, mm-hmm. which really sucks. Not sure where I'm when I'm going to get to that point. Yeah. I'm 32, and I don't feel any any need to do that. The podcaster uh, didn't say there was an age. No, I just good. said in a person's life, you stop eating, you start going. It it actually, whilst it does suck. To eat kale. It's actually really good for me. I think at the end of the day, that'll have to be uh, court ordered for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doctored ordered. Yeah, you have to do 140 mandatory hours of quinoa. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday, I woke up and I was like, I was laying in bed and my a big motivation for me to get out of bed, which is also, uh, this is a full tilt, what an addiction is, uh, but is coffee. Yeah. Like if I know I have coffee, I'm like, well, there's some, there's an, a, a reason to get out of bed and my brain will feel good. It'll go brrrr yeah. a bit. Um, I knew that I had coffee, yes, but no food to eat. I didn't have hash browns. I didn't have eggs. I didn't have bacon. I didn't have toast. I didn't have anything that I could eat. And so I thought, you know what? Screw this. I'm sick of waking up and feeling like this and like having really no motivation to get out of bed until I'm like starving on a weekend. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Sunday. I went to the supermarket and I did a huge shop. Like went and bought stuff for breakfast, lunch, and for dinner okay. as well. So I'm like ready to go. I can, I've can i like got toasties to make for lunch. I've got stuff to cook for dinner. And I have the huge amount of breakfast that I bought. Got home, unpacked it all, started getting it ready, started like planning what I was going to eat and realized that in four days, I go away for like two weeks. Two weeks. So I will have to throw out all of this food, especially the yogurt I bought, the milk I got, the fruit I got. Uh, the custard that I oh, got. The perishables. All the perishables that I got for breakfast because I was like, I'm sick of not getting out of bed for motivation for breakfast. I like really made it a point to be like, screw you, motiv- lack of motivation. Get a banana up you. As a matter of oh, fact, get a whole yeah. bunch of them okay. up okay. you. So this is, this is 100, what, we're talking triple? Like $150. 150 I spent, here's what I, I spent. A, I spent $220 because I was like, I... And honestly, I didn't. I got a pretty regular amount of groceries. I spent 200, uh, just over $200, mm-hmm. and I reckon I'll throw out probably $120 worth of it. Well, we've obviously now got to do a food auction live on air. <laughs> Who wants to buy Ned's groceries? <laughs> this is, it can't go to waste. Yeah, surely. Let Lenny eat it. Well, probably, yeah. Well, he actually, you know what? Yesterday, I found out. I, I, what I think I started doing is trying to get rid of it because I started cutting an uh, uh, up an apple, and then I started like feeding it to him. I was like, test, did he like the apple? I was test running fruits for him. Loves banana, loves apple, loves a raspberry, hates blueberries though. Okay. Like I try to hide a blueberry in his kibble, and he like was like he was like eating it, and it was almost like he was like. <laughs> Uh, what the hell is this? Yeah. And spat it out. He like separated it from the kibble and spat it out. It's amazing how much dogs, when they eat food, you think it's just a mess, a mishmash of a yeah, yeah. mess, but they nope. are clinical. They can yeah. find something inside their food and remove it. Exactly right. The blueberry came out, it wasn't even squashed. So yeah. my dog can have some of the bananas and the apples. Canberra, if you want a whole bunch of eggs and some oat milk, get on the phone. <laughs> well, maybe we'll wait till Friday. Let's at least see if you can make a dent a little bit. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's your food for yeah, right like, now. I probably should eat a yeah. little Ned, yes, there's been a four day work week study. Now, you and I, if we can make a commitment to people listening right now, we'll be at the forefront of four day working week news as long as we're doing this show. 100%. If we hear anything, and depending on the severity or the importance of the news, will be how late in the morning you hear it. Yeah, if it's a full confirmation, hey, guess what, guys, forget Mondays, don't go to work. Enjoy your three day weekends. That will be all we talk about that morning. with the whole morning. Yeah. We'll, In fact, it'll, it'll be, be the whole four day week. We'll put on a float parade for it. Yeah. How's that? Ticket tape parade. Yeah, exactly. Down Horrible the for the place. environment these days, but <laughs> yeah. we will do it. Well, people can clean it up on their extra day off. Good point. Great point. Um Now, look, this is probably, as you said, it's before seven a.m., which would imply this falls on the less vital side of the news when it comes to a four day mm. working week, but. There have been 10 organisations in Australia that have taken part in a trial of a four-day week. Are we confirming that it's... It probably doesn't say there, but are we confirming that it's Monday or Friday? No, no one's, no one's said yeah, that one. Okay, but it's just right. a four-day week. But 10 businesses are doing it. That's way more than I thought you were going to bring me, that like one has well, done it. The, the, the article here says organisations, which says to me that these are big companies. Yeah, you, you, don't call, you don't call you don't call small business an organization. No, 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 no. Yeah, if you a do, you're an idiot. Company. <laughs> you need to figure out what words mean. I think a corporation is an organization, no, and 100%. That's, that says to me hundreds of employees. Seventy percent that took part recorded increased productivity. What are the 30% what doing? What the hell are the yeah, 30% yeah. doing? Who would, they just thought, oh, you know, I'll take it easy. If you are told that you are part of a study to see whether a four-day working week works, I don't care what else is going on in your life. Work your ass off. Yeah. You are now representing the rest of us, and we need that to be a <laughs> 130% increase in productivity. Then you go, geez, these guys were more productive with less time, and then you will allow the rest of us to have a four-day work week. To the 30% that uh, it says here, stay at the same level, well done for not dipping. Yeah, but what that's are you bare What are you doing? I I know that this is not how they get, like. You, you can't put your hand up for a survey because that's not how they usually work. But uh, I would have loved to put my hand up. Oh. Or at least get people like. Let's get some truckers. Or like let's yes. get some loggers. Let's get nurses. People, nurses. Let's people get people, people work who their work their asses yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. People who work through the night and for days on end. Teachers. Yeah, let's get those people to put their hands up because if we put it to them. Him, I think the government would be like, oh my. God, we need to A, let these people chill out, and B, yeah, a four-day working week is the least we could do. I wanted this to be so successful. 70%, increased productivity, great. 70% of people got the message. The 30% that didn't, I wanted this trial to be so successful that there was a 180% increased productivity, so successful that they consider trying a three-day working week <laughs> to see if it works even better. Surely this it keeps getting, getting better. The more time we take away, the more productivity <laughs> there is. We don't get it. That's what I wanted. That exactly. Is the Ned and Josh podcast? Pod, 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 podcast. podcast. Canberra region workers' compensation specialists, Malagunas, Edwards, Johnson. Canberra's hit one hundred four point seven.